BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thank you for joining us on your favorite podcast app or on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app. Search for Nothing But Net. You'll find us every day from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also find FiveReasonsSports.com for all the latest heat stories from Brady Hawk, all the latest on the Dolphins, the Marlins from David Fernandez, and so many of our other writers. We do not have a paywall. You get everything there for free. We even added a section called Five R Bets. So look for some gambling stories there as well also our merchandise is there bam vp shirt the jimmy canasta shirt uh tyler heroes drip shirt we've got all of those including bucket brothers so make sure you check that out we may be running a christmas promotion we will let you know on that and my new show on onsideradio.com every day at 10 a.m also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network one of those is this really really cool daily fantasy product called prizepicks.com. You can check them out using the code five. This is what you want to do if your fantasy team in football is shot, but also this is what you're going to want to do in the NBA. They are simplifying the NBA rules. We will be rolling out some content related to this on five on the floor. We're going to teach you how to play. And before every game, we're going to tell you what to play. Okay. So they're going to be doing single stat stuff. So for instance, you think Jimmy Butler is going to score more than 23 against Toronto? You play him as an over and pair him with another player on another team and then try to win that way. So we will be explaining it in more detail, but sign up now. Prizepicks.com. The code is five. This is where you want to go for daily fantasy. And this is where you want to go for our new episode, which comes up next. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. I also think this is the time... um, to mention to you that we'll be adding some more contributors to five on the floor. So look for some of those over the next week. We have a deep bench and we're going to use them as Eric Spolster always says, we have enough. Now we'll see if they have enough for the preseason because we come to you before the first preseason game. This one comes up against the Pelicans who also happen to be the team that the heat will be playing on Christmas in a real game and then Toronto. And then the season starts. So I will start with you here, Greg. We don't know what's going to happen with the James Harden situation. Now, I think we have more of an idea than a lot of the other outlets, but nobody knows for sure. And as of right now, 
it's on hold. It's waiting. There's a little bit game of chicken, but there's a lot of smoke that the heat are very much in play here. And we have an idea of how far they might go to get him. It's quite a tease, but I'll put this to you, Greg. A lot of these young players that are going to get a lot of minutes in these first, in these two preseason games, maybe not as many minutes because you've got to get the vets ready too in a very compressed period of time. But the precious Achuas, the Kaziak Palas, the Tyler Heroes, the Kendrick Nuns could end up being packaged somewhere else. Does that change the way that you view this preseason? Not really. I think it's a little premature to, you know, like keep it connected to a transaction that may never, you know, come to be. But it, there is a couple elements to it that are interesting because I, I think you're you're on to something in that a lot of the veterans are going to sit. I don't I wouldn't expect to see Jimmy, Bam, Gorin, um, Iggy. Uh, I, I, I they may even sit Duncan Robinson. Like, I think it's going to be a lot of the young players. Spolstra led with the chin in, uh, in an interview recently when he said something about kind of giving these guys, uh, some more run the young guys in particular. And so there's a couple things that we get from that, right? One, we get to see some of these young pieces and how they've either further developed or what they are, you know, like whether it's precious, who we've never really seen in a heat uniform or seeing what KZ Akpala has uh, morphed into over the off season. So there's some of that to look out for, but then there's also this other part of it where depending on how good a guy looks, does he increase his trade value? And there's some of that that we can look for also. So there are some layers to it as you get into the preseason that are uh, beyond the basketball court. Although I will say that there's a part of me that is just kind of looking forward to seeing heat basketball again. Alex, do you agree with Greg? Because actually I was going the other direction, Greg. I think you may see more of the veterans in these two games simply because there aren't that many preseason games. Like there used to be eight and now there are two. So don't you want to get a longer look at, you know, some of the veteran guys playing with Avery Bradley or playing with Mo Harkless than maybe you would if you had a longer preseason? Uh, I don't know, man. I kind of, I think I sided with Leif on this one because like, I think we'll see them for 15, 20 minutes. I think you kind of know what you're getting with all of these guys. Like, I don't really know, like to me, Avery Bradley, Mo Harkless, you know, Jimmy Goron. Like I know all of these guys are giving me Kelly Olenek, Myers Leonard. I'm not really, like I kind of, we know what we need, what we know about them. And even with Harkless and Bradley, who we haven't seen heat uniforms, like we know generally because of their careers, what they can and can't do and you know what they were added for. And it's mostly defense. And so, yeah, I want, I want to see them, but I do think that we're going to end up seeing, you know, 15, 20 minutes of some veterans playing. And then the rest of it is just kind of the young guys getting reps. And I think, you know, for the same reason Leif said, it'll probably be good to see, you know, get a gauge on, 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 how everybody's looking and how precious and KZ are looking. If they get to play, I think heat fans are going to be really excited for that. Just like they always get for, you know, whenever these guys get mentioned, but specifically because of the trade value, like I think that's something that can't be ignored. Like we kind of talked about it leading up to the show. And like, that's really kind of the, the headline that I think that he don't really want to talk about right now, just because this is all kind of going to be a waiting game for months, but preseason, you got all these young guys playing. I don't think you can ignore the the narrative building. Who is the preseason most important for Greg? One player. Give me one player. Wow. Um, one guy, I would probably go with KZ Akpala. I think like he has the opportunity here to find himself a role that maybe, um, you know, like even if, if, if precious comes out and looks awesome and, and is ready to roll, like there's still guys that are, 
going to be playing in front of him. I think at this point, I mean, obviously the, the goal is that one day he could be next to Bam, but that's unrealistic from day one. Whereas if KZ takes a leap here, you're really plugging in a player that can, you know, like a wing that can uh, contribute in ways when Iguodala can't go for a full season. So, so that's the guy that I'm most interested to see. Um, but there, there's also this other thing. And I, I know we're kind of heading in lots of different directions, but seeing Kendrick Nunn get back on track, that would also be a good thing. And he's a guy I think will get a considerable amount of time in this preseason. He's number one for me, actually. I, I don't know that we're going to see enough of Nkezi Akpala or Precious Atua in sample size in these two games, even though they're both going to get minutes to make anything, any kind of definitive determination. But we did see last year Kendrick Nunn drop 40 in a preseason game. And we oh saw the God. way, right? We saw the way that... We saw the way that built into the season and sort of has expectation level going up and up and up and up. And then obviously him winning rookie of the month for was it the first three or four months of the season, finishing second rookie of the year voting, but his value is depressed. There's no question about it, whether, you know, the heat are pumping him up, but possibly as a trade asset, but also as a guy who could put himself very much back in the heat's plans, depending on where they go. What do you want to see from Kendrick in these two games? Because I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Kendrick Nunn leaves the Heat in minutes in these two games. Yeah, so I was actually gonna I was actually gonna say the same thing that Kendrick was gonna be my guy to look at because I think that's kind of the biggest question about the rotation going into the season. So I mean, if you just kind of map out the rotation, I'm not really sure exactly where Kendrick Nunn fits in. I'm not saying he won't be in the rotation or he shouldn't be because I I do think he should be. I think he's a rotation player for sure in the NBA. And regardless of the trade value conversation, because I don't really want to just kind of make that the whole thing with Kendrick Nunn. Like the guy's a good player. He finished all rookie first team. You know, we like I said before, we can't ignore the stuff of Kendrick Nunn because we know he, he'd probably be the most likely to be dealt in a trade. But, you know, at the end of the day, Kendrick Nunn needs to go out and, and show out, I think, in this preseason to kind of get himself back into into the rotation. I think I, I like I don't know if he's going to be starting. I think that kind of seems unlikely at this point. And maybe Spo surprises us like he always does because, you know, I definitely don't know what I'm talking about. And, like, Kendrick Dunn could be right back in the starting lineup before we know it. And it could kind of start tomorrow, right? Like, would you be surprised if he just go back to dropping 17 points a game tomorrow? No, no, I think he's capable of it. I mean, I, I think, you know, I think we're actually talking about it at the end of two days because you've got the, both preseason games. But I, I wouldn't be stunned at all. Uh, if he's getting heavy minutes. And I think, Greg, you're on to something that with some of the veteran guys, you know, well, particularly, look, if you look at Bradley, for instance, okay, who we projected as a possible starter, I think there's curiosity to see how he fits with certain Heat players, but there's not really curiosity about Avery Bradley's skill set. I mean, that's been pretty well cemented over the past, you know, eight years. So I, I don't think that, that it's about that so much, but I guess how much does it matter that we see Harkless and Bradley in different combinations with heat players, because not only do you typically have the eight preseason games over the years, but you've also had, what was it? The, uh, you know, that was it called the red and black uh, event, which is yeah, the scrimmage with where Spolster is basically, you know, they split the team up into two parts and they're splitting up with all these different combinations. And, and, you know, I, most people don't take it that seriously, but sometimes it's interesting because you see players play together that haven't, they don't have any of that this year basically just throwing these guys through two, two preseason games and putting them back on the court. Is there with Bradley and Harkless in particular, is there anybody that you want to see them paired with to see how it looks? 
Yeah, that that's it right there. I, it's not really about seeing Bradley or Harkless individually. There's little things like seeing uh, Harkless maybe attempt more threes and how he shoots them and things like that. So there, there is finer points to each of their individual games that are noteworthy to watch but you you guys hit on it it's the combinations it's how does bradley and hero look next to each other um how does harkless you know fit in, in a lineup in the jay crowder role and 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 look next to a guy like bam Adebayo and with duncan robinson on the other side like those are the things that that you want to see from a depth perspective um can kelly olenic and mo harkless play next to each other and and what does that do or you know so there there's definitely a bunch of different combinations and that's what Spolstra has really harped on the fact that the versatility and depth of this roster is such a strength and particularly in this season because like all the things you mentioned about not having as much preseason games not having as much time to get prepared not having the scrimmage that at least we don't have to drive all the way to FAU to see anymore these days um the uh <laughs> like not having all of that means that truthfully these first 10 regular season games are going to be as much a fact-finding process as the preseason usually is so I think it could be a little slow out the gate and fans should probably expect for the basketball to maybe be not as you know not as beautiful as normal and uh and you're learning about what works and what doesn't kind of on the fly during the season when the games count just by virtue of the circumstances by the way uh i think this kind of uh, you know speaks positively about the heat and what they do over the offseason just kind of looking at it now with a short turnaround you know very little preseason games you got you kind of got a shortened season just adding guys and and Harkless and and Avery Bradley who I think are kind of really clean system fits and and I know like I, I do agree with you guys with what you're talking about seeing the combinations I'm interested in seeing them too but I am confident in the sense that I think they kind of have their own thing that they run and everybody that's there already and was there last season is kind of you know, they know what they're doing with it. And I feel like those guys are going to fit in perfectly with what they do, whether it's on offense or defense. A lot of them, you know, they don't require a lot on ball. And so I, I kind of think it, it really does speak positively about what the Heat did in the offseason, just kind of adding guys who it's it not they have a short turnaround for the season. But not only that, like they're going to have a short turnaround and, you know, getting Bradley and Harkless up to speed. We'll get back to our episode here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know, Knicks are no good in the NBA. You're familiar with that? The Knicks are no good? Well, Knicks are no good when you're shaving certain parts of your body either. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. I never thought I would actually say that on the podcast. And just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean, premium, the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Make sure you trim yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN at manscaped.com. And now this is where I end my career. Your balls will thank you. And now back to the episode. All right, back on five on the floor. Again, check out the code 
five RSN for 15% off at manscaped.com. All right. One guy that we have not talked about much lately. And actually looking back and I'm like, we have not done an episode about him. And this is one of the biggest questions coming into training camp, particularly with a shortened season is Goran Dragic. And he spoke the other day and Greg, I'm kind of stunned how ahead of schedule he is. Yeah. I mean, they always said that when it popped, when the, you know, when the injury happened, that kind of the worst of it was behind him initially. And, it, you know, it was a pain thing. And, and usually you would have to, I guess, go in for surgery to have what happened to him naturally. So maybe like a little bit of that has helped him get further along. But I, I also think that truthfully, nothing can be, you can't replicate game speed, game intensity, um, kind of the, the, the pounding that you take over and over, uh, you know, several nights in a row and things like that. So I still think that there's something to be seen from, from Goran Dragic's perspective in, in terms of how ready he is and they should take it slow. Like that, that's something I really think heat fans need to, uh, embrace. It's something that I am constantly reminding myself that this is absolutely a marathon, not a race. And guys like Jimmy and Goran that just had extended runs where they were either spent by the end of it or injured by the end of it. I think that there's going to be a, a certain level of, of measure to all this. And Goran will be one of the guys that is measured most, but uh, that's where guys like Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero and others may have the opportunity to step up Gabe Vincent season, maybe, but uh, it'll be really, really um encouraging if Dragic looks anything like he did in the bubble because he was he was a rejuvenated version of himself um and it would be awesome to to see that this show is sponsored by better help what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day go for a run take a nap maybe check the stats of the latest miami heat game i've got a better idea a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time the question is time for what if time was unlimited how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at bet mgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. For one more year as we head into 2021. Alex, how much should he play in these two games? Honestly, I don't think he should play much. Like, I would like to see him get out there and and play a little bit just to kind of get his body going and, and, you know, warm up. But 15 minutes, maybe? Like, I don't think he needs to play much more than that. Well, isn't isn't part of it – okay, so there's really two elements here, right, in terms of how much he plays. One is, you know, where they are with him in practice and how comfortable with it, with him, you know, again, putting weight on it, whether he's back to 100%. And so it's one is health-related. The other is simply glut of depth. Related, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> like, right. I mean, I, I mean, if, if he's going to play 20 minutes each in these two games, then you're not going to get the look at none. Right. You don't if if you do want to see how Bradley looks with some of these other players, it's more difficult. If you do want to give Tyler Hero an extended run to get him ready for this season. But also if Houston forgot. Um, or Washington forgot one of these other teams, kind of what he looked like in the yeah, Eastern Finals. We need Conference a 40-pointer from Tyler this time. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Tyler drops 40. Um, so, and then, of course, Duncan's going to get some of those backcourt minutes. And so, I mean, you just, you have a lot of guards, right? So, I, I, to me, if if Goran, if you give Goran 15 minutes in the first game and he looks good, do you even need to play him in the second game? You just, you know, no. you give him the I, week off. I, honestly, like, I, I don't know. And this is completely intuitive on my you know, from me, just at a gut level, I, I don't think he's going to play in either game, really. Like, I, I have this feeling that they're going to be super conservative with Goran Dragic in particular. Um, but this is the other part of the preseason that I think can't be discounted is that the Heat are not electing to send their guys off to the G League and mm-hmm. they're not doing the Sioux Falls thing. So that is an indication oh, to yeah. me that they that they plan on utilizing the guys that they keep um, mm-hmm. and, and that that is going to be a bigger factor than than usual so it, there also is like a back end part of this uh fact finding process when it comes to not only gabe vinson but uh whether it's max Struess or it's uh paul evo i hope i'm saying his name correctly i'm really uh interested to see him but you kind of got to get an idea of who exactly you're going to keep as your other uh two-way player because they're going to be contributors at some point just inevitably uh this season it's just points in that direction okay so let's let's dive into that a little deeper because we really haven't discussed that either We've been so hard in focus lately. Um, and let's throw Gabe Vincent in that mix because we saw a little of him last year, but it was forced, right? I mean, there was the one game, you know, on the trade deadline day and, and he handed up, what was it, against the Clippers? He ends up playing on national TV because uh, they didn't have anybody else um, on the day that Winslow was traded. Uh, of those guys you mentioned, Vincent and some of these other, I'm not not Bam or KZ, and excuse me, not Bam, not Precious, or I'm going to do this all year, but not Precious or KZ, because I want to have separate conversations about them before we close this. But of the others, of kind of the fringe guys, I would include Silva in that as well. Uh, who are you most curious about, Alex? That's that's a good question. I mean, I don't know much about these guys. You know, just like any other Heat fan, I kind of did a quick YouTube on these guys after the Heat picked them up. I'm definitely not an expert, but I think they're all kind of interesting in their own ways. To me, Max Struess or Max Struss is, is interesting just because that's somebody that obviously uh, – Leif or Greg, as you call them, uh, 
uh, put out there on Twitter that the Heat had interest in him months ago. And, you know, that's the same thing that happened with Duncan Robinson. And when the Heat really focus in on a guy like that, that that definitely uh, piques my interest. So I guess I'm going to put him there. Yeah, the Heat have loved him. I, I mean, before the draft last year, uh, I was told by people not only on the Heat side, but from DePaul's side that there was Heat scouts like in the building so much that they just they thought it was inevitable he would end up in Miami at some point. So they've liked his game. He's feisty. So I, I think he kind of fits the mold from a uh, from the way he approaches the game and the competitive kind of stuff, too. But the other guy that I think is going to be a sleeper to watch is Brian Tyree. I think that he, mm-hmm. he brings brings some really explosive offensive stuff. Uh, He's polished in certain ways that I think could help Miami. And, um, you know, I I kind of, I'm hesitant to say they would keep two guards uh, as two-way players. And I think Gabe Vincent's already locked into one of those spots, but uh, Brian Tyree's probably the player of all these guys that I think will be um, interesting to see if he's ready because uh, he's flashed more than maybe some of the others have at the college level. All right, uh, we're going to talk next about KZ and about Precious. But before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Again, you're supposed to be drinking one of these every time that Alex says at the end of the day, he finally threw one in. So uh, so get your Biscayne Bay IPA or your Marlins Lager and drink to that or drink to anything else because you can find Biscayne Bay Brewing at virtually any of the supermarkets here in South Florida, but also at many restaurants. If you don't see it, then ask for it. This is the official beer of inter Miami CF also of the Miami Marlins and of the five reasons sports networks so that we can keep bringing you all of this free content. They support the local community. Make sure you support them because Biscayne Bay brewing is the only independent brewery down here in South Florida. I know there was another one, not independent anymore. Make sure you're supporting Biscayne Bay Brewing. Okay. So again, BiscayneBayBrew.com or again, go to your local supermarket and ask for it. All right. Let's get to the two players. I think that everybody's most curious about because with Tyler hero, we've saw the breakout with Kendrick Nunn. We kind of saw what he can be at his best. Duncan Robinson is out of the development program at this point, and now he's considered the 75th best player in the NBA, not just by ESPN, but he got the exact same ranking from CBSSports.com, which actually ranked the other four Heat players that were in the ESPN rankings a little bit lower, all four of them, Bam, Butler, Dragic, and Hero. They had Robinson in the same place. So we're going to, again, Robinson to the side, none to the side, Hero to the side. We talked about some of the fringe guys, but, is it fair to say that Heat fans are most interested, Greg, in Precious and KZ? No doubt. I, I think that KZ has a, a, a particular Heat Twitter following uh, that is um, he's a cult favorite. We'll, we'll say that much for him. And, uh, I think that he just has a huge opportunity this year to plug a hole. Um, so, so he's one of the guys, right. And then just when you, and, and this is like where the, the hope trafficking extraordinaire stuff really stands out. Cause all we really have to go off of is highlight videos. And when you see precious play and you think about the fit next to bam, and if you could potentially have any semblance of two Autobio like defenders, and athletic presences Uh, it's an interesting mix and it's super intriguing so those are the guys that i think um they offer the greatest long-term uh high ceiling kind of stuff that that heat fans are looking for in prospects but also because inevitably 
Um, I think every Heat fan is kind of deep down inside embracing for uh, they're, they're bracing for a consolidation of players for some sort of superstar at some point. You're looking for a guy who's a cost-controlled young player who can step in when you've kind of depleted the back end of the roster to fulfill a trade and become a contributor. So so that's the kind of the stuff you're looking for and obviously the highlight reel stuff too. So um, it, it'll be in it. The, those are the guys I'm, I'm most excited about seeing tomorrow night. But the thing about that, guys, is I know what you said. You're looking for a cost-controlled asset who can step in. But also one of these cost controlled assets could be the guy stepping out. Right. So, I mean, they could trade precious. They could trade KZ. I mean, yeah, no, I, what I, if, I know they don't want to, but they ima- could if- imagine if KZ looks so good that you're able to spare, including Duncan Robinson. I'm just totally hypothetical. And that's probably a little extreme, but like those are the kind of things that maybe a couple you string together a few good games and you raise your value. Well, here's the other part of it, Alex. I'm watching the Portland preseason game the other night. And I'm seeing how good Derek Jones Jr. looks in that system, which seems like it was like made for. We liked that song. I think all of us liked that as a fit for him at the time. It's not really. You have two elite backcourt players. We're going to handle, um, and so he doesn't have to handle. He just runs the floor, defends, and he's playing next to Covington. So I mean, I they could be a you know, terrific as a as a pair defensively, and obviously Covington's a better three point shooter. But I'm watching DJJ, and what I'm thinking is they must really like Akpala. Right. Because and I know we've said that, but but it kind of emphasized the point, because I think we kind of forgot that DJJ is a pretty useful player in the right circumstances. Mm-hmm. And he also was, what, 22 and he really didn't make any effort to resign him. And I know, again, part of it is, you know, the second year and all that. But part of it is KZ Akpala. Right. So what is it you're looking for from KZ? Because I think the other thing that Greg hit on is there's a certain mythology with KZ now that's developed that I don't know if he can live up to at this stage. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a little bit, there's definitely a little bit of a buildup after all this time. And, you know, he obviously had a lot of time off for playing basketball because what was it? The Achilles injury that he had last year. And uh, so I'm interested to see how he looks for sure. I think that the, like, I'm intrigued to see how he looks because like he projects as a, as a ball handling forward. And again, I'm not a college basketball expert by any means, but from what we've seen, uh, from KZ and Stanford, like he, he projects to be a ball handling forward. He has good sizing, like good sizing length. He has like pretty decent athleticism. He seems to be a high IQ player. He has a little bit of a, of a shot. He has a, like a post game too. So he can probably, like, I want to see if he can kind of take advantage of mismatches. Obviously, I don't know if he's going to have that type of a green light uh, with Spo to just be like, oh yeah, KZ's got the mismatch freedom. But uh, I'm interested to see him kind of showcase his skills after all this time off. I think I think he's kind of an interesting player, and I don't know that he'll be uh, he'll be able to live up to expectations. But I'm still interested in KZ and the skill set. Is there anything about preseason games you typically don't really worry about the opponent because I mean they're getting ready in their own way? But is there anything about New Orleans? Um, and they're going to see them the first regular season game. Regular season is shortened a little bit. The Christmas Day game is obviously going to have. Uh, a lot of interest because it's Zion, but is there anything about, and we get to see our old friend Stan Van Gundy again, but is there anything about new Orleans in particular that provides a test for some of these guys? 
I don't think so. I think that's when we get a little too um, mm. laser focused on the on the X's and O's from a matchup perspective. I just don't think that you're getting a good enough idea of all of the regulars in rotation and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I want to see a couple of nice highlights from different guys. I'm always interested to see rookies on other teams. So, or second year guys, you know, basically the young core guys. Um, so, so there's some interest there and, and that kind of stuff, but I'm not reading too much into it. Uh, the, the biggest thing tomorrow for me, and, and, and I'm kind of circling back a minute just to, to plug this in, is that if you really keep the context that Miami had Tyler Hero somewhere in the neighborhood, and I don't remember the exact numbers, it was in um, like maybe nine on their board or somewhere like there, and Casey Akpala was 10, and had Hero not been there when they drafted, they would have potentially considered taking Casey Akpala up there in the lottery. Like if you really keep that in context, they have high hopes and they really believe in him. So, so there is definitely, I think some of the expectation comes from that, that mm -hmm. kind of information has been put out there. Exactly. So, so it'll, and the four second round picks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so they were, they were like flabbergasted and couldn't believe he was still available when they were able to trade up to, to get into that spot to get him. So, uh, so he's the guy I think probably he Greg, fans why? the most. Greg, Greg, Greg th this is the, the question with that. Okay. Because I, I've heard a lot of the same information. Okay. And if they had drafted him in the lottery, I mean, if you thought the reaction to hero was one thing, like with, Akpa, I mean, at least hero played at Kentucky. Uh, if, if it was Akpala, I can't imagine like, because again, he was on most boards as a second round pick. And it would have been at least from a fan perception, like the, the overreach of the century, but, but why, why, why was case? Why did other teams not value Casey Akpala like the heat do? My understanding, um, and a Alex probably has done enough YouTube deep dives and reading to also chime in here, but I my understanding is it was injury concerns and also that there were just some raw elements to his game that people didn't 100% know if he could polish to the point that he would be kind of what has been advertised, the ball handling kind of do it all Swiss Army knife uh, wing. So I think those are probably the biggest things. Maybe there was some shooting concerns, but from my perspective, it's always been the injury thing uh, has been most prevalent. Yeah, that's what I, that's kind of exactly how I had thought of it too, the injuries, the raw stuff. I mean, to me, the thing with KZ is, and I'm not going to like focus on this, like, because we haven't really seen a sample of him in the NBA yet, but I just don't, we, we don't know uh, what his NBA skills are. And I'm not saying that he won't be skilled or that he won't have these skills, uh, you know, quickly if he becomes a rotation player. Cause I do think he has like a, like a, an interesting skill set there. I don't think he's he's raw in the sense that like he, he doesn't know how to dribble very well. Or, you know, he's got a little bit of everything, like Leif said. And so I'm interested to see uh, what actually stands out from him, because I think that's kind of the question mark is, is it going to be his defense? Is it going to be, you know, maybe some improved shot making the ball handling stuff? I just want to see where he's at right now. And to me, the thing with KZ was like, I, I, yeah, it would have been crazy if, by the way, if the Heat would have drafted him, like Heat fans would have, it would have been a meltdown because I don't think anybody knew who he was. No, they but, had no idea. Like, at least with Tyler Hero, there was like, I mean, there was some idea. And because if you followed college basketball, you kind of knew about his journey to Kentucky. But like KZ Akpali, even though he played longer in college was, I mean, he's out in Stanford, like, I mean, out of sight, out of mind for most people here on the East Coast. Yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of Heat fans, including me, uh, you know, wanted Sekou Dembuya 
a raw wing. And I think they kind of, the Heat got that with their second round pick and KZ Akpala, except I think KZ is more ahead of Seku with the ball handling stuff. Like, I think that's kind of interesting. I, I don't think Seku has looked particularly great yet so far in the NBA. So I'm, I'm interested to see how KZ looks, man. I am. All right, check out of our, all of our sponsors. Again, manscaped.com. Use the code 5RSN. Also, prizepicks.com. The code there is F-I-V-E. Again, just use these codes, okay? In some cases, they help us, but they always help you uh, to get discounts. And also, check out Biscayne Bay Brewing. Just one at the end of the day today, so you won't be drunk after this one. We will be back after the preseason game. Monday night, we'll discuss what happened, where they go from here. We're also lining up a couple of big guests this week. And as I said, we're going to be incorporating more people from around the network, introducing you to some new voices. Although if you've been on our streams and followed our content on the web, you're probably familiar with some of them. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.